Welcome to the week with Japan Forward. I am Ariel Buzetto, a journalist at Japan Forward. With this podcast, we bring to busy people this week's news from Japan in less than 10 minutes. Have a listen. It's been a busy week for Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. While many Japanese were on holiday during Golden Week, the Prime Minister took off on an eight day trip to Indonesia, Vietnam, Thailand, Italy, the Vatican, and the UK. The beginning of May also marks under two months to the upper house election set in July, and the pressure is high. Given the timing, Kishida sat down with Sankei Shimbun reporter Jiro Otani to discuss his views before his trip and his vision towards the election. Kishida explained how he is pursuing a debate for constitutional change, as he said, quote, The constitution is 75 years old, and some of its contents are not in keeping with its times. Kishida welcomed that the Constitutional Review Board is meeting for the first time in nine years. The four areas that the Liberal Democratic Party wishes to address they include specific stipulation for the self defense forces in Article 9. And clauses to allow the country to deal with emergencies. If you want to know the inside story, read Interview Kishida, LDP to call for constitutional change in the next election, and First Stop Italy, Ukraine, Nuclear Free World dominate Kishida's talks with Draghi, Pope Francis, in the Japan Forward website. As the war unfolds in Ukraine and reports increase of the risk of use of nuclear weapons, Many have been debating what this means for pacifist Japan, the only country in the world to have endured the effects of a nuclear bomb. In an essay, Tokyo University professor Sukehiro Hirakawa argues that people should not bow to nuclear threats. Professor Hirakawa pointed to the inherent pacifism of the Japanese constitution and how this pacifism will not stop other neighboring countries like Russia and China from being belligerent. In a comparison borrowed from Michitaru Tanaka, he said that if we add to the Japanese constitution that the Japanese people renounce typhoons, it will not stop typhoons from coming to Japan. Hirakawa concludes as follows Tyrannical rulers will eventually lose their position and change will come. But until then, Japan must enhance its deterrence capabilities to prevent China from invoking military force. If you want to know more, read the article Don't Bow to Nuclear Threats, warns Tokyo University professor on the Japan Forward website. If you know Japanese brands, you might also know Uniqlo. You might also remember that Uniqlo was caught up in the debate on the war in Ukraine. When countries everywhere were imposing sanctions on Russia, the company was blasted on social media for not immediately stopping operations in Russia. Claiming that, quote, Russian also had a right to clothes. This behavior caused backlash and even a boycott Uniqlo hashtag on Twitter, and Uniqlo suspended operations in Russia on March 10th. Yet, Uniqlo was actually not the only Japanese company that was adopting a wait and see approach. At that point, Shiseido and Sharp had also not pulled out of the Russian market. A database suggests that as of April 
Of the 168 Japanese companies listed as operating in Russia, only 60 firms, or 36%, had decided to suspend or withdraw their local operations. In fact, it turns out that political risk is surprisingly low on the agenda of many of these Japanese companies. Delays in decision-making were also at play at the time. To find out more about this story, read the Sankei article Uniqlo Learns a Lesson of War, More Japanese Businesses Need to Follow on the Japan Forward website. Unless you live abroad or you live under a rock, you will know that this week was Golden Week in Japan. It is one of the longest holiday periods of the year and one where people often visit their families or take a trip abroad. This year was the first time since the start of the pandemic that the country was under no COVID restrictions. This meant that for the first time in three years, trains were full, airports were busy again. We thought that for this holiday installment, we would talk about something fun to do in Tokyo. And we have just a perfect article for you. Talented photographer Jason Halayako published on our website his column, talking about taking pictures during the golden hour and Meiji Jingu, no pun intended. He gives some of his tips in taking pictures of people, especially in a quiet and religious location, how to set your exposure, how to be especially discreet, how to just enjoy the moment and be a little bit philosophical. As Jason writes, quote, so next time you're visiting Tokyo, or even getting a little overwhelmed while living here, like myself, please do check out the tranquility of Meiji Jingu. If you want to know the details of the article, read Golden Week Makes a Cautious Comeback and A Photographer's Note, Meiji Jingu in the Golden Hour. Find more columns by Jason Hiraiko on A Photographer's Note on the Japan Forward website. Sumo fans, the tournament is back. This weekend, on May 8th, the Summer Sumo Tournament will be kicking off, and there is much excitement to be had this time round. Lone Yokozuna Teronofuji will be wanting to steal back his winning streak after a stop due to his injuries. Our sumo reporter, Jim Armstrong, got the latest comments from NHK sumo announcer Hiroshi Morita. Quote, if Teronofuji competes in top form, he is by far head and shoulders above the rest. But if he is not back in shape, we could see another topsy-turvy tournament, said Morita. Also aiming for the top prize will be two younger wrestlers. Sekiwake Wakatage from Fukushima took home the Emperor's Cup in March and will be looking to repeat the feat. Mitake Umi will also be hot on Teranofuji's heels and aim to win his first tournament as Ozeki. If you want to find out more on Sumo, read Sumo, Teronofuji aiming to get back on track at Summer Tournament. You can follow Jim Armstrong on the sports website Sports Look for daily coverage of the Sumo Tournament as well. Whatever the odds, it's said to be an exciting two weeks of Sumo extravaganza. If you're lucky enough to be attending the tournament in person, did you know that yakitori is a delicacy at the Kokugikan? Read more at What to Eat While Watching Sumo. Kokugikan Yakitori by our partner website Japan Journeys. Last up, you might know that Japan is the country for train lovers. Shinjuku Station in central Tokyo is known as the busiest station in the world, with 3.59 million users a day, 
as per the Guinness World Record in 2018. Recently, it was announced that there will be a new park with a train model factory in Tsurugashima city in Saitama. This park will be a collaboration with Kato, the largest train model brand in Japan. The park mixes the culture of steam locomotives with a British-style garden and is expected to become a centre of interaction for people in the city. The location is only expected to open in 2024, but stay tuned for announcement as it is expected to be an interesting addition for train lovers everywhere. To find out more, read the article Train Model Fans. There's a new railroad model park coming to Tsurugashima City on the Japan Forward website. Thanks you guys for listening. You can get in touch on Twitter with me at Ariel Buzetto. That's all for this week. Catch you next time. Next,